Okay, so how are you guys doing today? Great, great. Doing Thank great. you for asking. Excellent. It was so, our what... Canadian Thanksgiving yesterday. <laughs> well, happy Canadian Thanksgiving to you. Thank you. Do you guys eat like turkey and everything just like we do here? Or 100% turkey. But uh, actually, last year, we had nice roast beef. Oh, We winged it. But um, most of the time, turkey, yeah. Okay, very, very cool. Some similarities then. That's a good thing. So why don't you guys tell me a little bit about your background and how you got into the industry? Sure. Nick, you want to go ahead? Go ahead, James. All right. So over 12, 13 years ago, um, Nick and myself, first of all, Nick is uh, my best friend and is actually a family member because he's the godfather of my son. Um, oh. And we know each other since uh, 15, 16 years old. So a couple of years ago, I'm kidding, over 20 years ago, um, and we had a couple of business ventures in the past, this and that. And one venture 14 years ago, we were selling uh, business directories face to face, you know, like Groupon. Okay. Familiar, sure. You know, those. Uh, Absolutely. Yes, for, for businesses and all that. And just so happens while we were, you know, helping businesses out to, to, to get more exposure. Well, just so happens is one of our old friends. Yeah, that lives in Florida, that used to work with Sam at TouchSuite, sent us a message saying about residual income, portfolio, B2B, B2C, credit card processing. I'm like, hold on one second. We're speaking to businesses anyways. And they're, they're, they accept credit card and debit card. Maybe we could double dip. Maybe we could have conversations. So just one conversation with the former um, associate of TouchSuite. He doesn't work there anymore because it's like 13 years ago. Well, led to um, a basically a venture with Sam and TouchSuite. And 10, year, 10 years plus later, we have over 10,000 merchants all over Canada. Wow. And we're thriving. You know, um, that's pretty much it. We started with a call center model. Um, we started small, 10, 20 accounts a month. Um and then start expanding slowly. But when I see expanding, we have the hot transfer model. Openers, closers, and admin. And we started scaling from there. And 10 plus years later, we're still here and still rocking and rolling. Awesome. And it was Nick. a tough, it was a tough uh, start for sure. You know, at the beginning when we first even heard of merchant processing, actually, you know, Jimmy and myself, we have a lot of experience with with selling and building organizations because we were always part of these uh, multi-level marketing companies. Mm. Uh, actually, one of them, uh, ACN, they were in uh, they're in North Carolina. I think their headquarters oh, wow. are in North Carolina. So we were doing that for a while. We built teams of over, I think, I think five thousand, five thousand people. Yeah, five thousand represent twenty countries. Twenty countries. So I mean, yeah, we 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 really did well with that. And at the end of the day, you know, the company doesn't belong to you, right? So we always had like our little dream of, you know, eventually having something of our own that we can have more control over and that, you know, we can make the, the, the executive decisions that's good for the company, good for ourselves and good for the people as well, you know? So uh, actually, when, when, when uh, the, the, the person introduced us to merchant processing, you know, we were kind of like, you know, not making any money. We were freaking broke, right. living off our credit cards. And, we, you know, we were at that time, the way we had it with them was like go door to door businesses, 
and try to get some statements, see if you can analyze it. We would have the guy that was working at TouchSuite do the statement analysis because we had no clue how this whole thing works. <laughs> Failed miserably. Like we, we became even more broke. <laughs> so that at that stage, uh, we each had to go get a job. Like, uh, you know, right. uh, I, I, you know, we had to get a job in this field though, you know? Sure. So um, I personally went to go work for this company that's, that does the whole hot transfer model was working there for almost two years, I believe. And look, man, it was, you know, a, a traditional call center. They were not treating people right. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, especially Montreal call centers. It's like, you know, you're only as good as your last sale. You know what yeah, I mean? Sure. And everybody was treated like a number. Like they, you know, we I just, the environment was not healthy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we, we Jimmy and myself, because Jimmy came to work as well. For a bit well, there. but before that actually i remember yesterday um we were searching for a job i was gonna go uh, have that interview i actually had that interview from the two gentlemen there then i made a decision like you know what i'm gonna do another venture which i started importing led lights from china oh, yes. i did really well i did really well but then i'm like nick you know what go meet these guys and that's how nick went to the call center for over one year, I was importing LED. I was I was rocking it, honestly. Uh, buy low, sell high. There was a subsidy with um, the Quebec government here. They were giving like a eighty percent kickback to the business owner. Oh wow! But then they pulled the plug, the, mm-hmm. uh, the government. And I'm like, all right, what do I do now? Right. And that's when I went to go uh, see Nick. I worked there for honestly one week. I uh, impossible. I'm like, no, no way, Jose. Right. You know? So, yeah, go ahead, Nick. Yeah, so basically, uh, yeah, I mean, Jimmy came to work there as well, and we realized, okay, this is really horrible. This is a, this environment is not good. Uh, thankfully, you know, uh, while working there, I kind of, like, saw their model. I saw how they function, everything, and I'm like, okay, you know, I learned how to close this. Jimmy, you know, Jimmy has experience with sales and everything as well. And, you know, I know that him and me can build a much better company, mm-hmm. and we could do it better. And the most important part is, you know, once we create that nice core, mm-hmm. well, we can actually, you know, do better than this company and keep our people because it's not going to be a revolving door with us. You know what I mean? Understood. Bottom line is we know how to treat people. And the thing is, we, we like one thing and that we still go by this is like, listen, man, if you actually get fired from us or you quit working with us and you go in the same industry, good, good luck. luck. You know, good luck because you're never going to have... Uh, that silver platter that you have with us. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So that's that, man. You know, like it, it was tough at the beginning when we started, you know, ourselves again. We start, you know, it was just me and Jimmy. Uh, you know, he was opening, I was closing, you know, and again, just indebting ourselves more and more, mm-hmm. you know, trying to put money into the company to keep, keep it afloat. And then uh, we ended up doing a, a contract with uh, TouchWe, with Sam. Uh, you know, he sent us a contract. And, it, and I remember, certain Trufnik, and I remember during those times, that's when, um, correct me, was it, was it that? That's when I proposed to my wife. Oh, yes. Um, and six months into, it was a scary time, six months yeah. into um, signing the deal with Sam, that's when I got married. And actually, no, that was a second office. That's right. That was a second office. But it was... It was early stages. It was basically lift off. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. So, I mean, I think you touched upon a bunch of the stuff that I'm about to ask about um, in there, but 
of all of those things, um, the experience you got there early on, the, the, the more of a family atmosphere that you created um, in order to kind of do this, do take that business model, but do it better. Um, what do you kind of mostly attribute to the longevity you've been able to have in the industry um, kind of since then? That's a great question. You know what? We, there is a saying, your longevity creates your credibility. You know what I mean? Absolutely. We've seen it all. At the end, we've, we've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know what I mean? Uh, people come and go, uh, and no matter what, you know, we've, we've always seen little competitors start, and, you know, they're, they're giving such great, like, we're telling ourselves, how the hell are these people giving these rates? It's, not, it's like below cost. But then, right. you know, a year or two later, you don't even hear of them anymore. They're just out of the picture. You know what I mean? Because in this in this business, you know, especially in Canada, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not very familiar in the U.S. market, but in Canada, you know, the way it is, we have leasing income. So we have a lot of, so here's still, I would tell you, 80% of our clients, 80 to 90% of our clients are through leasing revenue. Okay. And then, of course, we have the, the back end, which is, you know, the portfolio income, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so there was a time that, you know, back in the days when we first started, you know, like, in this, it was normal to make 80 basis points per account. Wow. It was normal. Like it was yeah. 80, 90 basis points. Now, you know, you know, you're making 10, 20 basis points. Right. Because all these little companies came about mm -hmm. and they cared about making just the upfront revenue, the leasing income. So they were attacking, okay, they were giving, like, for example, a high lease. Mm -hmm. and they were putting like point tens when it came to the, to the, to the residuals, so it's like, okay, what the heck is going on over here? You know what I mean? Right. So that's why now the, you know, the average per account becomes lower. But then again, you know, these little companies end up not being there. And we're still here and we're going strong. You know what I mean? And we always have to find ways and strategies to be better. You know what I mean? Like, uh, absolutely. So that's that. And, you know, we're, we're, we're I mean, we're, we're very happy. We, we work with two processors. The two, uh, you know, we, one of them is Nuve, which is uh, used to be called Pivotal. Okay. And we also work with uh, Pfizer Clover, which I would tell you that, you know, 80 to 90% of our sales are more towards Clover because they do have a very solid terminal here per se. People are loving it. And we have a great uh, ISO uh, compensation plan with them, basically, gotcha. right? So it's been great. But it's been very competitive, very, very competitive, you know, uh, I mean, and that's why now, thank goodness that there's a new program that came out, which is the dual pricing, mm -hmm. which is very popular in the States. I think you guys have been doing it for the last five years or so. Right. Surcharge-ish. Yeah, it's a surcharge yeah. slash, you know, discount program. Uh, that was illegal in Canada up until now, basically, up until two months ago. Oh, wow. It's actually still illegal in Quebec. <laughs> so it's available in all of Canada. The surcharge program. Is There's ways around it though, but yes. Yeah, right. It's available in all of Canada except Quebec, basically, uh, as a surcharge model. In Quebec, they have a discount option, but I mean, it requires the merchant to do a lot of work. Gotcha. But in all of Canada, it's the surcharge model. And we're starting to get customers now on that program. They're happy because they get to pass over their fees over to the end user. And we're happy because now we're making a markup of over 200 basis points mm -hmm. wow. on an account. So yeah. going from that point, going from 10 basis points, 20 basis points to 200, well, you know, it, it's, it's come to a point difference. where, you know, you're, you're better off getting, you know, 
20, 25 accounts like this a month mm-hmm. and signing up 150 on the regular plan. Right. Absolutely. You know I mean? So we're excited about that. You know, uh, more things coming as well. Also with the, you know, the self-serving kiosks as well with Grubber and all that good sure. stuff. And uh, we're excited, man. We're excited for the future. And another thing to add to add with Nick, we're strong believers in personal growth. Yeah. Uh, morning routines. There's actually one book Nick referred. I just finished it the second time I read it called The Miracle Morning. Okay. Uh, for daily habits. And I'm reading this book right now, actually. So you probably can't see the motivation. A little blurry, yeah. <laughs> A little blurry. There we go. The motivation myth. But um, and we feed we feed what we get inspired, what we learn to the team as well, and uh, so on and so on. Yeah, excellent. Very important, man. It's super important, you know, to have a morning routine. You know, for six, if you want to be successful, you know, h- how you start your day is it's all about everything. You feel like you have a purpose. Well, it right. sets the tone. It sets the tone for the whole day. Absolutely. People wake up in the morning, man. They just rush, rush, rush to go to take care of the kids, do this, do this, do that. Like nothing happens, and it's like you have no purpose by by having yourself a little morning ritual that you're doing every single morning, mm-hmm. religiously, no matter what. Well, it it makes you feel like you have a purpose, and you you develop a certain growth and a certain energy level, and you're able to weed out people better. You're able to filter out people better. You know the. That, you know, and you realize, okay, is this person necessary? Is this person really necessary for our team? Is this energy what we're truly looking for for our team? Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, 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 you know, and we're able to make decisions better, be clearer, communicate better. So uh, definitely, you and know. The universe is putting positive things on the table as well. Exactly. Absolutely. We, I, I'm a big believer in that. About and it's funny, actually. And, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. Just about you know you put out that out into the universe and I think it tends to bring that back to you, but also it tends to kind of bring you people that um, kind of feel the same way and have the same the same approach to it. I think those I think people gravitate towards each other based upon kind of how they do things and how they see things. So one hundred percent. I was gonna say I have a stationary bike right behind me actually. Okay. Um, and every morning, well, every morning I try to do that just twice a week there, <laughs> and then I. I uh, change it up when I drop off my son at, uh, at kindergarten at 8 a.m. I go for a 30-minute sprint. But um, the last few times, my son woke up and he saw me on the bike. And he's like, uh, he wants the same routine like me. You know, so showing that example, Absolutely. right? Yeah. Which this I should have been doing in, in my teens, but it's never mm-hmm. too late. Yeah, never <laughs> too late. Absolutely. I'm a big believer in that, too. As I get older, I, that's never too late. Uh, when you when you drive your car, you, when you drive your car, your fork is in front of you. You're not. You, we don't have that rear view mirror syndrome. You know what I mean? Is, yeah, right. absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so I want to get into something that this affected every business, no matter where you are in the world. Um, a few years ago, and uh, you kind of got into how the industry has evolved since you guys started. But how did COVID affect things um, between shutdown, reopening, all those different things? How did that affect you guys and affect the business? Great question. Great question. Well, actually, uh, it was, uh, I remember like yesterday, it was, uh, and then Jimmy can add a few things to this as well. It was uh, March 2020. You know, at the beginning, you know, actually, I remember December, it was December of 2019. You know, I, I remember there was a first COVID case and me and Jim were talking about it like, okay, this is never going to happen in Quebec. Really, come on. It's, a, it's just a right. cold, whatever, this and that. And then comes March Man, we we were forced to like you know everybody's working from home, everything shut down. 
You know what I mean? And the craziest part was that that March man, we were having historical numbers. It was, I think it was mid March. I think it was March 16th, and we were already like at 110, 120, 130, something like that. So we were close to actually hitting uh, 180, 190 accounts. It was our first time ever. Maybe 300, but who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Right? Who knows exactly? It was really like historical, and then wow, back like you know, like the universe just like bam, you know what I mean? But it is what it is because through that, you know, something great happened because during the time that we had the the full fledged call center, we were about like fifty employees on payroll, okay. right? Mm-hmm. So it was a massive operation, huge office, this and that. And uh, what happened is that so yeah, so I'll say we had the closers and everything, mm-hmm. and then they would close the deals, blah blah, but simultaneously you know a couple of years before that we hired a marketing uh person uh, her name is jennifer she's phenomenal what she does and she was focused on generally she she was telling us at the beginning guys i'm telling you that eventually my mission is for you guys to no longer need openers i'm going to generate you enough leads through google ads that basically leads come to you and all you have is a bunch of closers closing those leads we're like yeah okay come on it's great to have a vision but you know we'll believe it when we see it yeah exactly exactly Exactly. but you know at that time like you know i would tell you like you know during uh pre-covid uh most of our sales were coming in through the call center channel like you know 70 percent. but then we started noise 70 percent, 65 percent. right eventually it became like 50 50 and then i think uh we that month actually uh it was february or march it was the first month that Google ad sales surpassed the call center sales. Wow. You know what I mean? Right. So then um, COVID happened. We said, okay, listen, well, we're not going to shut down our business. I mean, we, we've worked hard for the last Absolutely. Eight, seven years to build this thing, you know? So, you know what? We did what a lot of people did. We let go of the unnecessary people that they were not necessary. And we focused only on Google ads. And we went from 50 people on payroll I think at that time we were maybe like five to eight max, you know, uh, yeah. and and we were worried, man. We were, you know, we of were like, we were scared. Like uh, it was just me again. It was me and Jimmy with two other closers, or no, me and Jimmy and another closer, and just Jennifer as the marketing, and we were closing the deals ourselves. Right. Boom, 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 boom. So we still ended up doing like maybe fifty accounts, you know, sixty accounts a month. But with only five, six, eight people on payroll. Absolutely right. Yeah. As opposed yeah. to doing 110, 120, but you have 50 people on payroll. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, cut the fat. So we cut the fat big time. We became super lean, 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 lean. Absolutely. And, yeah, yeah. And ever since then, you know, uh, we shut down the office. I mean, we, we went from a, a, a $10,000 a month expense mm-hmm. to now we're renting at WeWork a one place office we're paying like 900 bucks a month it was a beautiful office in downtown yeah. pr- a prime location but useless you know right. it's like, absolutely it, it, it was capacity of 55 60 people yeah. like what's a point, right exactly yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and that office pays off like if you think about paying ten thousand dollars on an office yeah. it's a salary of three closers for example oh absolutely sure yeah yeah i mean you're talking yeah. about the i mean the overhead is you know the overhead is crazy if you can eliminate that overhead like exactly, you said you yeah. get super lean you do exactly what you have to do. And it's, you know, it, it seems like kind of what, because of the fact that Google ads had just started kicking in and you saw how, how 
that was starting to overtake, like you said, the call center, it kind of feels like, which I know this happened in a lot of other businesses as well, that COVID tended seemed to speed up the process of where you were already going and 100%. kind of almost made the point maybe a little more bluntly than any of us would have liked that this is the direction we need to be heading in. So let's focus on that and let's go that direction. And, you know, we come out the other side, hopefully better than we were. So. And it's, you know, again, sad with what happened with COVID, all that stuff, many businesses were under. But yeah. in our case, we, we thrive because we realized, oh, shit, you know what? We could build this by working from home. Right. And we could actually build this by just Google Ads mm-hmm. and having leads come to us. And, you know, now we're doing, I would tell you, we close between 80 to 100 and plus accounts. Right. But now I think total were maybe 15 people. Hey. Actually, 12 now. 12, yeah. yeah. We let okay. a few people go. Exactly. I mean, Jimmy can tell you, like, we were talking about letting people go before the revolve door. In the, in the last three years, now we're just letting go two or three people. Right. You know, Absolutely. so so I don't know if Jimmy want to add anything to the regarding the COVID and how we're adapting and all that no, stuff. No, I, I remember it was entering 2020. I was in Egypt during uh, for three weeks. Uh, my father-in-law's uh, from Cairo. And... Um, we went there well, on the way back. I remember it was, yeah, that's right. They came back January 15, 2020. Okay. And um, I think February, we had only one case. Me, I was extremely sick. Like right. we're talking about, uh, I was coughing, dry, dry cough. I felt like I was, I was dying to be honest with you. Then I went right. to the doctor. I think then there was only one case in BC in uh, Vancouver. The doctor says right away, did you come back from China? Ha ha ha. Yeah, you have the flu. Here are the pills. Right. You know? <laughs> but um, with that being said, yeah, just look, things happen for a reason. Unfortunately and unfortunately, it is what it is. Yeah. But we adapted. And the right. main thing is that we have a strong mindset. I don't want to give ourselves a pat on the back. But um, winners find solutions and losers find excuses. You know, Absolutely. And whatever the situation is, we're always going to keep our head up and we're going to make it work. Right. Well, it just, I mean, just like a lot of other things, it's something that affected everybody. And there was a lot of people that, you know, and obviously everybody that got sick and all the deaths, everything that's, that's terrible. Unfortunately. Of it. Super unfortunate. But again, the people that are looking towards the future and looking towards the way things actually are, rather than trying to make excuses for it and rather than trying to blame the world for everything that's going on. Instead, if you're looking positive and you're looking to the future and saying, okay, this is the situation we're in now. Let's try and find solutions for it that are going to make things better for us, for our company, for our staff, for our families, for everybody around us, for our partners as well, obviously. Um, I think you can get a lot of positive things out of it, and you come out the other side hopefully a lot stronger um, than you went into it. You, you, can never, it. you, you can never control the outer. All you got to do is focus Absolutely. on the inner self. Inner self. Uh, I noticed there's a timer, guys. Yeah, we're, so we're, we're, we're going to be – we've only got about two minutes left in this what'll be the first episode, hopefully of many, many more, because you guys have a, a lot to talk about. I still have a lot of other subjects on here that I want to get to, but we'll use this as kind of an introduction to sure. everybody from you guys about what you do and where you are, how things are up there. We've got about two minutes left. Anything you want to kind of say in conclusion about what we've already talked about, and then we'll hit the next one uh, in the next week or two. Well, the only thing that I want to say is uh, this is a great idea. Thank you for your time. It's actually 
a pleasure meeting you, Brad. Uh, we're going to see you each other well. in November. We're aiming to come down November. Excellent. And um, it's a pleasure um, sharing some content with everybody watching this interview from how to close, from how to open, mindset, whatever. We'll figure something out. Absolutely. And, uh, it's an honor, and I'm excited about this. Excellent. And uh, also, I want to thank you very much, Brad. We appreciate you very much as well. We're happy that you're part of the Touch With team now. Touch with Grubber, whichever. <laughs> and uh, we're very thankful to Sam as well. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, Sam has been with us for the last 10 years. He's a great partner. We love him. We appreciate him. We're super blessed. We count our blessings every single day. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to uh, building a monster with this. You know, the first 10 years was education. And right. now the next 10 years is going to be wealth building, you know, legacy. Yeah, amazing. Amazing. Well, guys, I really appreciate it. It was great getting to know you a little bit and a great, I think a great start to the conversation. And um, I'm looking forward to uh, the next time we get a chance to talk. 100%. Awesome. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Have a good one. Thank Thanks. you. Bye-bye.